0: This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic, excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. Hey, everyone. This is Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. Uh, Every Friday, I I look forward to releasing these episodes as I had a wonderful discussion with someone to pick their brain on their expertise, what they're sharing with the world and how they can help us level up in the same process. This week, I had the distinct honor and pleasure of talking with and communicating with Jeff Wilkinson. And now, Jeff, he's a longtime Austin, Texas-based entrepreneur. And before I dive into what he who he is and what he's up to, um, it was a great combo that you you get to learn a little bit about banking a little here um, and why community banking is something that um, is different than corporate banking and or the bigger banks, I should say. And you may say, why is this on a Mindful Experiment podcast, right? I've had that asked before. And I'm like, well, if you're an entrepreneur, you want to know these things. If you're a personal person looking at how to have a better experience with banking, you want to have that. Why is that important? Because when you have more of a closer personal relationship with things, they can help you more than what the big banks can do. And they can help you in your life. Maybe funding for investing, it can maybe funding for a house. It can maybe funding for a business. It can be funding for XYZ. And that can help you level up in what you do. I'll tell you a little bit about Jeff. In 2018, he founded Keystone Bank with a successful capital raise of 20 million. He founded Keystone Bank with a maverick and entrepreneurial approach to local banking that ultimately allows for easy, accessible financial resources to its community members. Previously, he founded Pioneer Bank in Austin. Under his leadership as the CEO and president, he managed to grow the bank assets to $1.2 billion and expanded to over 22 locations. Jeff shares a little bit about his struggles of opening up a bank. This was different for me to see someone start a bank is a business and, and level it up and, and go to that level. And it was interesting to share because I wanted to, I picked his brain a little on his struggles of what he went through and how that relates to us as entrepreneurs and what we go through and what, how do we have to shift and turn corners and what do we have to do to, how did he become successful? What he does. And can you continue the growth that he's doing out in Austin with Keystone bank? And so sit back, enjoy this one as he shares some good nuggets for us and how we can level up in our life and how we can truly, um, when we face uh, struggles, when we face those obstacles, when we face those challenges in life, especially in business, what are the things that we can do to how to regroup, how is it important to have a support group, and so much more. So without any further ado, here is Jeff Wilkinson. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks, Rick. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited to have you on. I can't wait to pick your mind and all the success you had and what you've been doing with Keystone Bank and so forth. So I'm excited excited to go into that. But before we do, and before we share that with the listeners, why can you please share just with us your story, how you got into what you're doing and all the amazing things you're doing now?
1: I'd be delighted to. Uh, originally, a Missouri guy, Kansas from the Show Me State, Kansas City, got an accounting degree in college. Uh I majored in accounting and, and fraternity, um, and uh, really got lucky and had an opportunity to go to work for a big accounting firm after college as an auditor, and and that's really when I got my first exposure to community banking in the Midwest, and that's really been about around that, you know, both from the accounting, you know, consulting side as well as working for community banks. So that's to me, that's it's all it's it's in my blood. It's it's what I love and it's what I've been around my really in my entire career. I've been the CFO of a publicly traded community bank holding company. I've worked for large publicly traded uh, banks and um, really, just have always been somewhat entrepreneurial to myself and helping accounting firms expand in new markets and open offices for them. So I was always more of a sales-oriented guy. In fact, I think I should have been in sales. I, I really am in sales, and really everything that I've done, even at Keystone Bank. So my short story is I've always been around community banks. It's it's a it's a I've seen all kinds of them all over the Midwest and all over the country. And uh, down here in Austin, Texas now, and this is my second bank that I've started in in the community here in, in the Greater Austin Metro market, and uh, just having the time of my life, and having a great time. So, uh, love community banking. Uh, I'm a CPA, so I came up through a different route than a lot of guys do. A lot of guys come up through loan officer route, and and you know, I kind of came up through the finance route. Either way, it, it, I'm excited to be doing what I'm doing.
0: I love that. What is it about community banks that pulls you the most or the one thing that you enjoy the most?
1: Just a, a whole lot less ego, a whole lot less bureaucracy and a whole lot more um, uh, able to be all about the customer and not just my company and our how important we are it it I just that's what I love it it some of the other things I love is we're very quick and speedy and nimble and we don't we don't have that corporate bureaucracy of somebody from another, you know, another state telling us how we ought to do it in Texas or somebody in Dallas telling us how we ought to do it in Austin. So I like that local feel. It's just, it's the best part of the It's the best slice I think of the banking marketplace for most on, you know, entrepreneurs and business owners and professionals and executives just get a quick answer.
0: Yeah. It's funny. It's interesting you say that because I have friends who used to work in, uh, the bigger banks, retail banking, and, and then they got into the upper level on those and then they went to smaller banks and like community banks worked for there and they would just be like, it's, it's exactly what you said is to the, the corporate bureaucracies and so forth that they just were happy to get away from uh, on so many levels and, and so forth. That's
1: so- what happens.
0: Yeah. And so wait, how, you, know, you said you were a CPA and then you yes, went in, and then you went into the, the you started with uh, in getting into first founded, uh, previously founded Pioneer Bank in Austin. What got you? Was it because of the family background into the banking? Was that really what, what intrigued you to go, you know, to go into the banking aspect of things like um, was that kind of the kind of that transition or how how'd that happened?
1: I think it was just over a a long period of time knowing who I was and just my natural tendencies to be kind of a salesperson. I I just, I used the technical side of accounting and getting this technical job as an auditor. And I really, every time I went to a new community to audit a bank or traveling, I'd uh, I'd say, well, that'd be a cool spot for a bank. Cause I'd see all these other bankers that were doing it and, and, and I saw what they thought about it. It was just something that I was exposed to that I ran with. I I can't explain any more than that. I got experience doing lots of different things as a consultant um, and an accountant. I helped other banks, charter banks, and so I have had that exposure and experience in the past for people that wanted to start their own bank, and my firm I worked for did that for their clients, and so to me, it was just uh, a door that opened, and I walked through it, and Uh, I just love the community bankers that I met. And I think that's probably, that probably sums it up. I love the community bankers I met. I thought that they were awesome people and really had awesome employees. And it's just kind of, to me, it was just kind of neat that you could be that passionate about banking Um, instead of it being, you know, mind numbingly boring like can happen in some of the national, international banks. And you're just a number. And, and so, to me, I felt like that's what I was was exposed to early in my career, and I always thought it'd be cool to do myself. And I'd seen other people do it, and when I had an opportunity, I struck out and did it. And that's what we did with 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 Pioneer, um, and uh, and then and then once once I got that far enough along, I exited, and we 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 started Keystone three years ago.
0: I love that. And what are some of the, like so you know some of the struggles that you was it just an easy ride? Started the bank, everything was good, or
1: what were, some
0: of the, the cha- <laughs> what were some of the challenges that you went through and how you overcame them?
1: Gosh, I think I experienced every struggle and challenge that everyone else does. I'm uh, no different than anyone else. It, it wasn't easy. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, we, we, had a, we had a bit of a misfire early on in that my old employer decided that they thought I was getting a little, going a little too fast relative to the non-compete. So we had to kind of pull back. That was a, that was a, that was a moment. Um, You know, I circled the wagons with my group. We talked about it. We 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 determined that we we felt like that we were not doing anything wrong, but why why risk it? Let's just pull back and wait another month and a half or so and pivot a little bit. And we did, and it was the best thing that really ever happened to me in this company to to get that pause moment and get my team around me and ask the attorneys and my friends, "What are we going to do here?" And we did it, and we moved past that one. We raising capital is always a struggle. Uh, We we definitely had our struggles through that uh, process of raising the money to, 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 to start Keystone. We actually bought another small little bank in a rural community in Texas. And that's how we started our bank. Instead of just starting it from scratch, we bought a small bank and then moved the headquarters into Austin. And so we had a bank to buy and we had a definitive agreement and we had to buy it by a certain time. And so that meant we had to raise capital and, I had raised seed capital up front, and then we were gonna. We had this offering document, and we get to the very end, and I'm about a million dollars short, and I'm trying to count the seed money we raised. And my attorney says, "You can't, Jeff, because that's not That's not how we wrote the documents." You know, lesson learned. You know, right? And so then you go redouble your efforts to say, "Okay, where's this next million? So we finally got that next million. Um, it was one of those moments where you. I sat down one morning and I was like, "This is it. I'm tired of this." I wrote ten names down and the number I thought I could get each of them. And I said, "This is what's, And I think within 24 hours, I, I had, I had that money and we 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 raised enough money to buy the bank and get started. And then the next the next 11 million we raised after that was like easy. It's funny how it works. So we definitely had capital raising challenges. Fortunately, I I did not have that many regulatory challenges i i'm an anomaly i i i think it was the team we put together and the business plan that we put together maybe there's some timing on our side but we we had previous you know previous success with the team i put together and we had we had a wonderful i had a good attorney helping me so we didn't have that many regulatory challenges uh, i would really say it really came down to those early non-compete challenges which really ended up being The outcome of that was better for the organization than the direction we were going. So it was actually perfect timing. I'm glad they called, even though at the time we were like irritated. Um, But, uh, and and then the capital raising. So, and then I would say we've been off to the races since then with dealing with the same challenges everybody else, else has dealt with. Relying on a technology partner that's a third party company that's really, really large. Relying on um, thinking you're going to go into the market and everybody's going to be fired up about joining your team only to realize that everybody's cautiously optimistic of waiting to see how you do. So we have, you know, you have those early recruiting challenges. Um, getting health insurance and the rising costs of health insurance. We've been dealing with that since day one. That that That's a tremendous challenge. and. Uh, I think we have the same challenges as everybody else does, to be honest with you, Vic. We're not immune from any of the same thing that any startup company goes through. Who's going to do your payroll? Are they going to be able to do it on time and correctly for you? So.
0: I love that. And there's is there, you know, when it comes to, for you doing this and starting up there, was it any, like when you face challenges, is there methodologies you have or things that you do to help yourself break through? How do you like, because everyone has like a system, I guess, to a certain degree on how they approach things or handle things when shortcomings come or the challenges we face. Um, do you have like a certain approach that you do um, to uh, address those kind of things, to overcome them and and, and and learn from them, but also thrive and and expand and grow and, and continue your path and your vision of what you want to create?
1: I think I've evolved there. I think in my first bank, it was pretty much like the drill sergeant leading his team up. The hill and not knowing what's up there, and 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 just saying, well, we're not going to talk about this anymore. We're we're just going to go up there, and I'm, I'm I'm push you all up there. So I I think what I've learned is take a moment to talk about things for ten minutes before you put on that facade of we're going to just we're going to power through this. So I think I think a healthy getting your arms around your team and getting people to say, Hey, here's what I'm challenged with. What do you guys think? Is, is this a good approach? Is it time to force this through or do we need to be finesse here? You know, so I think talking about it with, with your, with your teammates, instead of trying to think as the entrepreneur, you can solve it all yourself and you've got all the answers and you're going to force it by sheer will the, the, through this one. That's what I've learned. And I like that way better than the first option personally
0: i love that um that's awesome and then you know why you know if some let's say someone's listening to this and let's say they're a, a business owner why if you don't mind answering this question why community bank like yourself your bank uh or just community bank in general if you want to do that um, compared to the bigger banks what's what's the difference between the two
1: the bigger banks have very very rigorous systems that they've set up operational systems pricing schematics uh what the the what the call center can do for you when you call and what the branch personnel can do for you they've got so many branches they can't give one in austin a different set of rules than the one in chicago so they're blessed with size but it's also a curse too because they've got they can't have any customization at all or, or 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 it'll break you you got to have the same model in Chicago as Austin and I just to me that doesn't make any sense for Austin Texas so I think that's why one of the real clear things is that most people that have banked with large community large banks that end up switching to a community bank finally go aha why didn't i get here sooner you just literally have a better opportunity to get stuff done for you in a customized fashion quickly without a lot of bureaucracy we don't have to put a square, a round peg in a round hole, and if it's a square peg, we can try to figure out how, how, to, how, to, how to get that done. So I think we have, as a, as a generally speaking, the local community banks have the ability to be customized solutions for their clients, and our clients love it. Problem solving is really when you see it too. It's like something goes wrong or you have an issue or whatever, that the, the reach that you have and the quickness and attention that you have to a challenge or a problem is far superior than what you get into the larger organizations for all the reasons I said previously. So we're pretty quick and, and our customers love it and, and uh, pretty personable. And, uh, you know, we, we know who you are when you walk in the door and uh, that matters to a whole lot of people.
0: I love that. And is it one of the things like one of the things I've learned over time, too, is that there's that, you know, the big the big banks, nothing against them or anything. But it's like one of the things where they're kind of getting away from the customer service world a little bit. They're not as personable. You know, sometimes I have a friend that works on one bank. I won't mention the name, but he's like their whole goal is not to have people come in the bank anymore. That's 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 eventually what they're turning towards. And I'm going to assume um, that community banks are a little on the opposite of that.
1: I think we punch above our weight class in community banking. We can compete with so much. Um, we've got an incredibly, the, the history behind banking and the talent we can assume and acquire. is. I mean, the, the amount of people that are tired of being a number and then want to be a little part of a little something smaller, more local. So, so, we, so we, we are able to attract some incredible talent. I feel like we punch above our weight class in service. And we, we talk about it all the time, and, 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 and that's, that's, our, that's our competitive advantage. And, and, and really, in banking in general, that's, that's the competitive advantage with those local ones that are, are run and operated more regionally than they are statewide or nationally. So, so I, that's what Keystone is. We, we're here, and we've got a mandate to be the best bank we could be for Austin's entrepreneurial community. And, business owners, professionals, executives and get involved in the community. And that's what we're doing There's tremendous momentum behind our model. And uh, and uh, we love it because our customers that love us tell 10 other people that you got to get over there as quick as you can. So it's it's, uh, you know, we, we we think the market has been real receptive to what we're doing. All
0: right, guys, we're going to take a quick break here. Here is a word from our sponsor. The last two years have been crazy. We've never experienced anything like it in our lifetimes. We've never experienced such an effect on our mental well-being. Unfortunately, a lot of us have been beaten down by anxiety, stress, and poor sleep due to all the uncertainty in the world. And if you're a working parent, you've had the extra difficulty of keeping your kids occupied 24-7 while trying to work from home, and that's just not an easy task. So if you feel exhausted and burnt out, you're not alone. There are tens of thousands of people in a similar place right now. The question is, what can we do to enhance our mental wellness and recapture our zest for life? One critical thing I'm advising all my family and friends to do is take magnesium breakthrough daily. Here's why. Stress and anxiety deplete your magnesium levels. Low magnesium levels then contribute to more anxiety. It's a vicious cycle. By supplementing with Magnesium Breakthrough, you can break that cycle because you'll be getting seven unique forms of organic, full-spectrum Magnesium for stress relief and better sleep all in one bottle. Taking Magnesium Breakthrough will help you experience more energy, stronger bones, healthier blood pressure, less irritability, a calmer mood, reduced muscle cramping, even fewer migraines. And because it supports mental wellness, Magnesium Breakthrough can help you finally feel yourself again. Simply take two capsules before you go to bed and you'll be amazed by the improvements in your mood and your energy levels and how much more rested you feel when you wake up. For an exclusive offer for my listeners, go to magbreakthrough.com forward slash Dr. Vic and use Dr. Vic 10 during checkout to save 10% and get free shipping. All right, let's get back to this rockin episode. No, I love that, and I, I mean, even my own experiences with community banks versus the big banks. It's like just with anything, being a business owner is so much more of a headache to do things. Even from a per, just from buying a home, from the big bank side versus the small banks, it's just, it's like the big banks are looking for every single way to get rid of you. Not in a sense like deny the the loan in a sense, because I'm like, I'll be like getting the for like a mortgage or a refinance, and I'm going guys, I have all the numbers, everything's all solid here. And then it's like one little hiccup that's like not even, it's monumentally small. And they're like, okay, we had to cancel. We had to deny you. And I'm like, I don't get this. I go to a community bank. They're like, for that little thing, they denied you. They're like, that's nothing. That, that should have been cleared. And I'm like, yeah, so what do I do? They're like, no, that's not even a big issue. That's, you can hear you showed it. You're fine. You're good. We can
1: move forward. I'm like, it's just so interesting. That gets to me, it's, it's a choice, and our choice is we're going to be the best possible participant in the financial service space in Austin, Texas. We're going to uh-huh. be quick. We're going to uh-huh. take care of people, and uh, no nonsense, leave the bank speak at home, leave your ego at home, get after it, you know, uh, and, and, and take care of people that need to be taken, meet them where they need to be met. That's what we're doing every day, and uh, that's, I think, why our momentum is so strong um, here with Keystone is because we just, we see ourselves as a startup ourselves. So we're entrepreneurial spirited. And I think the best compliment I ever got so far was one of my customers said, you know, I just, the only way I can describe it, Jeff, is I just love the spirit of your company and your people. And if somebody asked me what I wanted to be 10 years from now or five years from now with Keystone, I want, I would want, that's what I would want is I would want people still saying that about us. And uh that's what we that's what we do every day. So it's uh, uh it, it's an exciting space to be in. It's an exciting market to be in. Uh, I almost can't screw it up being in Austin, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> you're in Austin, Texas, right? Great, great place. They call that uh, well I think yeah, it's the the health capital of the world. because um, you get a lot of lot of healthy food, a lot of healthy options are in that area in that in good old Austin.
1: Yeah, it's fun. It's
0: a great place. So, so how does Keystone different from other community banks, if you don't mind me asking that next question?
1: There's a, we're not different than a lot of other community banks. We all have the same mentality and mindset uh, that we're, we're, we're going to take care our customers. So we're not a lot different. than. And, you know, there's a few others here. So the problem is, is this market's so big, there's not enough of us. That's why we started Keystone. But there's some other really great community bankers in this market that are doing great things that have the exact same attitude that we do. Uh, and, and, and you see that duplicated all across this country. Uh, so there's, there's some guys I really admire what they're doing, not only in this market, but throughout Texas and around the country. So we don't, we, we, I think generally speaking, the community bank folks really take a long view. They take a customer focused view. They take a view of leave the bank, speak at home and meet your client where they need to be met. And if you got to get creative to get something done, let's 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 sit down and have that conversation. So we're not a lot different, in my opinion.
0: I appreciate you saying it like that because it was one of the things where you could have took that a whole different converse, different way. And so you're like, no, it's more about. To me, I get the feeling that you're you're more passionate. You're passionate about the community bank itself.
1: That's right, and the community and the customers.
0: Yeah, and that's that's the kind of feeling. And I, I'm in the same boat when it comes to like chiropractic and standing for what chiropractic really stands for and what it does for, for human, pe- human potential and health overall. And it's like, I go when I, I remember when um, I first started out and people uh, in the community, when I was going out meeting with the chamber and business associations and trying to just get to meet people and get involved in the community in different ways, they'd be like, there's so many chiropractors around here. Why you, you, you're, you're going to, there's too many. And I would yeah. be like, you can line up a hundred or a hundred of us, In a whole entire row, we still can't, based on our numbers of what we serve in the public, I'm like, we still can't serve this town alone. So I'm like, there's plenty of us to go around and there's different ways we do things. And it was fascinating because in a year later, the person who brought that up to me, I asked him a question. I said, so you think it's still too many chiropractors around here? And like, he's like, calm down wellness guy. Cause I ended up being known as the wellness yeah. guy. <laughs> and I was like, I told you, you didn't know me that well. Give me time. You'll see how this works. But it's one of the things of supporting, you know, again, for me, it's all about supporting the profession. No matter what, because if someone, the only thing I ever share differently is just, I'm just different because chiropractic's a little, every chiropractor is different. You can line up a hundred of us and we'll all share chiropractic a little differently. We'll definitely maybe even do techniques a little differently. Um, and so that's where I was, you know, when I look at, when I'm hearing you talking about the community bank and so forth, it's like one of those things I'm like, but you're more, you're very passionate about just community banking, the people, the community, and all that good stuff. So kudos to well, you. I love that.
1: Well, thank you. It's, and I would agree it's a bit of a cottage industry like chiropractic or, or, you know, you can stay at a boutique hotel in Austin, Texas, or you can stay at the JW Marriott. It's your choice. Um, you can bank, you know, you can have, um, you can have Wells Fargo wealth management, manage your money, or you could go to Brown Advisory, a boutique advisory shop. You know, you can go bank with a national banker. You can go bank with the boutique. Banking shop, which is typically the community banks, the one with the local boards and CEOs. So I, yeah, I, I I definitely see parallels to what you do, and and I would imagine that the folks like you have the same mindset that you do, and that's why they're successful in other parts of the country too. So
0: totally. So yeah. what are some so what are some challenges to being a community bank? Is there any challenges that you guys face? I mean, I know that we talked about the challenges of getting you know starting the bank and things like that. But as a community bank, as a whole, is, is there any challenges or things that um, you guys face to try to, uh, as being a community bank?
1: One of our biggest challenges is technology delivery. So our customers are more and more sophisticated. We can't afford to ha- own that technology. We end up having to partner with, with technology providers. And that cost just, it's expensive. Uh, they're not as nimble as we are. Uh, we We have a great relationship with our technology provider, and it's still a challenge. I think they do a fantastic job, but they have thousands of bank clients, and they have clients that are hundreds, thousands of the size we are. I mean, and that spend, you know a, a hundred times with them what we do a year. To, for the technology. So that, that's one of our biggest challenges is just staying ahead of the technology curve because our customers are becoming more and more savvy and more and more reliant on the technologies that are out there. But we're, we're, we're hanging in there. We have a great relationship with our technology provider at Jack Henry, specifically the, the, their digital group headed by uh, a guy named Ben Mats. Uh, I think he's doing a fantastic job. I believe, he, I believe they've got the number one rated app out there, a mobile banking app. And we use that we use that app, so we have a great relationship with them. But it is a challenge sometimes when you want them to do something, and then they're not going to get to it as a company until next year. And you just have to be patient with them and communicate and develop that long-term relationship. But we have a great relationship with Jack Henry and uh, Ben Metz and their Bano division, which was a company they acquired that he started, and that's how they kind of revolutionized their digital movement by buying by buying Bano and then offering that out to banks all over the country. So that's a huge challenge. Regulatory wise, there's, there's a challenge there. We have a great relationship with our regulatory friends. They have a tough job to do. And that can be a challenge and a time suck when they come in every 18 months and really examine you. But the other side of that is, is that you get a really good look from somebody that's in hundred banks a year, you know, and they're not going to pull any punches. They're going to tell you what they see. So, you know, Auditing, you know, all of the auditing and compliance function that we have and the costs associated with that is significant. Um, and uh, recruiting is a challenge. Healthcare costs are a huge challenge. Um, we just went through, through that as a bank and it seems like we're going to have to switch every year. The industry doesn't seem to reward clients sticking around. They'll they'll give you a look for a year. If they think you're too big of a risk, then they'll 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 jump your premiums up about fifty percent. And if you're a sucker and keep it, then they make more money. And if not, then you. So I feel like the game for us right now is we're growing and getting past that fifty. We're now past fifty employees, but healthcare is awful uh, for our employees. Those are just a few. You know, the Austin in general is providing some new challenges with the run up in costs and 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 and. All, all of my employees are seeing that their living costs, their daily living costs, and their housing costs and their community costs, and, and uh, so we are seeing we are seeing a challenge there where a teller might have been able to work for us and, and make X, and, and today they can't afford to work for us if they don't make Y, and it's a lot more than X. So it, you know, Austin is presenting that challenge, and we want to keep our people, and we're doing everything we can to do to, to make sure we meet them where they need to be met. So we are taking care of that. Anyway. Cost of awesome. living, yeah. Cost of living adjustments are, you've read about it. I mean, we've heard about tellers and personal bankers, but large banks are having to increase their hourly rate, but that's no different for us here, especially here in Austin.
0: No, totally. I mean, it's uh, my, like I said, I one of my best friends lived out there and he was only out there for a certain period of time. Didn't do anything to a house. And I think it, his house value dealt, went up so high, um, and that was years ago, a couple of years, three, four years, a couple of years ago now. So I'm assuming the the market is, especially, I mean, the the money market has been due to COVID. I bet you it's even skyrocketed even more.
1: It has, and we don't have enough homes here for the, we don't have any, enough housing options for the people that are moving here for all of these companies that have moved here. So I think that there will be an equilibrium at some point, <laughs> whether, whether that is an actual pullback or not. I don't know. I, I suspect we'll see some. Some sanity check when mortgage rates start rising uh, again, but we have such we have the the we have so much in migration that that's going to be hard to get ahead of. I think anytime soon.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's been interesting to see, and I know they I know back then they were like they would have a plot for a condo area, and they say they're going to put up like twenty condos. They would just get the plot ready, and all of a sudden they're like they're sold out already before yeah. they even broke ground. Right. Which is crazy. Yeah. So what are some services that you guys offer the standard services at Keystone, at Keystone Bank or do you guys have like, what, what services do you guys offer?
1: I would say we are right down, the, right down the middle of the fairway with your traditional bank services. So we do all kinds of lending, whether it be consumer or commercial uh, and we, and, and we can help you build a skyscraper. Uh, we can help you build a retail center. We can help you build an RV park. It, we, we can help you buy an office building with tenants. So we do all kinds of commercial real estate. We can help you build a residential subdivision if you wanted to, to build, you know, or if you wanted to borrow money to build your personal home, or you want to just do your permanent mortgage on your home. Um, we have all, all of that covered. There's really nothing that we, 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 we always say we got to, we got to be prepared for what our entrepreneurs bring us because we never know what they're going to bring us. So. We have a good complementary skill set of bankers here that really can get our way through most anything, whether it's a business loan or your office building for your business or you're a commercial real estate owner and investor and you do self-storage or RV parks or office buildings or retail or all of the above. So we we really do a full complement on the on the loan side and um, on the deposit side, fairly fairly straightforward. Most people these days want to check an account and, and a place to... Earn some interest on their liquidity. So we have all of those kinds of things, CDs, money markets, high yield checking accounts. Uh, and we have specialized depository services for the CBD space and not-for-profits and quite a few other areas that we've, um, you know, 1031 exchange, title company escrow services. Um, and then we have uh, full treasury services for the business of any kind, whether it be lockbox or courier service or ACAH or wire transfer capability, all full automated online. So I mean, we have incredible technology through our partnership with Jack Emery. Love
0: that. So how can people, uh, you know, Jeff, how can people follow you, connect with you, get, get connected with Keystone, all that good stuff?
1: Keystone Bank, or excuse me, www.keystone.bank. So that's our website. Uh, my email is jeff at keystone.bank my cell phone's 512-569-5821 I give it out to everybody I encourage you to call if you've if you're hearing this and you've just recently relocated to Austin and you're looking for a bank give us a holler I have a bank downtown Austin and I have one in Bee Cave and uh, I'm, I'm doing this podcast from my podcast studio in my Keystone Bank downtown so when we built this space downtown we put a podcast studio in here to hopefully eventually have podcasts where we host that we talk about our own customer success and uh and that's where i'm i'm recording this podcast from today is our downtown bank and that's that's how i'd get a hold of us and we'd love to talk to you if you're either if you're thinking about coming to town and you need a bank or you at least just want somebody to get a lay of the land of what we think about banks um and the marketplace we do it all day long i love it so that's how i'd get a hold of us and And uh, we're
0: just walking to one of our branches. I love it. Jeff, appreciate all the work you're doing. I appreciate you fighting the good fight for community banks. We need more of them. We need more of them out there. Um, uh, It does change the scenery and everything else. And I do appreciate the community bank uh, as much as possible. So thanks for all that you're doing. And thanks for taking time to join us. Thanks for having me.